Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and a very happy new year and welcome to series 11 of Table Manners. We're back, mum. We're back with a vengeance. We're back on Zoom due to old COVID. So um, how are you, mum? I'm all right, darling. How are you? I'm all right. I'm hoping everyone's well and bearing up during this third lockdown. We are going to keep bringing you episodes and we have amazing guests lined up for this series, some of whom will, of course, be on Zoom. But we did do some that we managed to record face-to-face when the restrictions were eased. So the first episode is one of those with a bit of a story attached to it, as you're going to hear. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm in Mum's house. Yep. It's a big one tonight because we've been waiting for this. We've been really quite round the houses with this one. So we have Elizabeth Olsen, the incredibly successful actress who's part of the whole Avengers Marvel Marvel franchise. She's marvellous. She's (laughs) marvellous. And also the younger sister of the Olsen twins. I want to know if she gets friends and family discount because it is the most expensive shop in the world, but the best. Um, so it's short. Yeah, they've got the row and it's like the best clothes in the world. Really? But Spenny Sue. Anyway, so Elizabeth Olsen's on and actually we got an email from her people saying she really wanted to be on because apparently she's a fan of Table Manners. How? Because, Mum, we're kind of a we deal. We're global. Are we international? Yeah. International, baby. Wow. So, Elizabeth wanted to be on it. She wanted to be on, on it so much that she asked the people at Disney where she's filming at the moment. She's filming somewhere in the UK. I think Marvel and Disney are part of the same crew. So, you know, we had to ask the gods at Disney. And so Disney were like, can we Zoom? Lizzie didn't want to Zoom. She wanted to get the food. She wants the food. She wants the Lenny Grub. Yep. She knows how it works, right? So we all got these COVID tests. Producer Alice, mum and I. About two and a half weeks ago. Lo and behold, dear old Al had COVID. So couldn't do it. And Alice is here now after isolating and is well. We then had a second COVID test. We all came back negative. So the show can go on tonight. But behind a screen with a briefing before um, Elizabeth gets here. But I think she's game as a bagel, as Gaga would say. And yeah. um, I think even behind the screen will be okay. We can reenact the Romeo and Juliet love scene with the fish tank, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Mum, you've pulled out the big gut. My guns. knees have gone. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've been on them at my feet all day. So I started off with dessert. Oh, yeah. I've been watching a lot of MasterChef. <laughs> And the great British menu. So what inspired the pudding? So I decided, it was Clementine's, but then I decided to do, I'd done an orange curd tart and I made my own pastry. I've never had one of those. What do you serve it with, chocolate? Um, no, I've oh, um, grated chocolate on the top. No, we're not doing Dark that, cho- Jessie. Oh, no? okay. Thank you. Terry's chocolate orange. I've got creme fraiche to go with it okay. because you, everyone's on a diet. No one wants everything. I think a little grated dark chocolate yeah. would be really nice on there, Mum. A few dark chocolate well, shavings. There's some chocolate in there if you want. But then I've done my very favourite dish that I love making: mm. Lebanese lamb. I don't think we've done Lebanese lamb since, lamb since, since we, t- Sandy, Sandy Toxic. Yeah, yeah. And then I've made. I fancied this. I made it up and I hope it works. I've met, done spinach and yogurt with sun-dried tomatoes and sumac mm. and some, actually I couldn't find pine kernels so I put some sunflower seeds in for texture. 
Well, Jamie Oliver used to do those lovely yogurt, spinach and puy lentil. Oh, no, they were green lentils. Right, so I've done my green lentil and rice, that mushadira, that thing, the Lebanese rice. And I've done some broccoli with anchovy and milk. Oh, it feels good to be back, Mum, in the kitchen. Well, you to be back in the kitchen. Yeah, of course, darling. (laughs) Let me eat it. Um, Elizabeth Olsen coming up on Table Mum. (laughs) Marvellous. Just say cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank God cheers. you're here. Finally, <laughs> finally, we get cheers. to meet each other. Yes. You have broken from filming mm-hmm. and you're filming a top secret Marvel film. Yes. But you've just broken for the holidays. Yeah. And how are you? How is I'm it good. being in London? I love London. I wish I could have lived in London, but we're filming in the country yeah. like far away. And so it was too long of a commute for so me to be able to. So I'm cottage. in Richmond. Oh, oh nice. it's gorgeous. And oh, charming. And I'm, How lovely is I'm it? having the greatest yeah. time. And it's I'm with my, my, my man, guy, partner, and That's we're in nice. Richmond. And he's a writer. He's a musician. He was in a band called Milo Green. And I think uh-huh. you guys are all in some... Um, some of some festivals at the same oh, time. Oh, cool. Yeah. He, um, but he started just writing, like normal, you know, writing, not music. And um, and so he can do that here. And so nice. we're like living this British dream in this house in Richmond right by the water. Do you feel like you're kind of living out that like Richard Curtis rom-com film in Richmond? Well, so we want to figure out how to stay here. So now we want to write a rom-com so that we can... <laughs> <laughs> specific to like an American in England. Amazing. Because we don't want to leave. And I have all, I have such an affinity for England already that I last year was looking into how I can legally live here um, or we could legally live here. But you have to have like five consecutive years of a work visa, I think. Why do you want to, why do you love it? I think, I just, I worked here six years ago doing an Avengers thing. You must have been And about I lived in Primrose. Then. Yeah, it was about 12. I was about, <laughs> I think I was 20, um, I'm 31 now, so I was 25. And, um. You lived in Primrose Hill. How oh, gorgeous yes. is yeah. that? And Primrose Hill and like someone else's budget because they put you up and it was just gorgeous and having the heat there. And I think I just like, I'm a, I'm, it's such a, like a, a saying that's used too much, but the the idea of living to work or um, working to live is just, it feels different here. Um, Robbie and I both just feel like so connected to England. Like just like so like... What is it Physically though? connected. What do you think it is? I think it's, I think it's people. I think the hard thing with the people, at least with work, is there's a little bit, the, the sets feel a little bit more hierarchical than in yeah. the States, which is a little... interesting to navigate um and i'm like you know i want everyone to like come down to the same like soil level um together and so it's it and then everyone has the ppe on so you can't really get to know people so it's it's a bit it's interesting right now trying to figure this out but i've always just i think the humor here i don't know people don't take things as preciously i'm I'm, yeah Are, are you east coast or West Coast. I'm I'm fourth generation Los Angeles. Oh really? <laughs> wow. But I wow. lived in New York for eight years. Yeah, I kind of think of you as an East Coaster. I don't know why yeah. that is. I feel like I get that a lot, which is funny. So you're from LA. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? In the Valley. <gasps> you're a Valley girl. Like the Heim girls. Like yes. the Heim. I know the Heims, and do I you? was very excited to listen to your episode with them. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great. Girls. Can you sing? Because we usually end up. No. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no. I was told I sang flat. When I was, I think, 11 or 12 years old, and, and that was it. They, How kind of them. Yeah, it was my summer camp. And um, they brought me in, because we were doing West Side Story, and they said, Lizzie, we want to give you the part of Maria, but um, you need to take singing lessons with Tony and Conchita and, um, because you sing flat. And so at the same time, they like somehow got my parents to, like, because you know, my parents had to pay for it. So, you know, in hindsight, and of course I was like, I'll do anything, you know, (laughs) want it. (laughs) Did you get the part? Yeah. And did you sing flat? Probably. 
Well, that's a tough gig. <laughs> Maria is a soprano. I mean, that's a tough gig. Oh, so wrong. Yeah, it's very, very, <laughs> but but you look like a Maria, actually, doesn't she? <laughs> I don't know if she looks that I don't know. Latin American. I feel like it looks like a jet. <laughs> but I, um, I, I'm going to address the fact that you asked to be on Table Manners, which kind of blew my mind. Why? I did. Because I love it so much, and I love food so much, and I... This is so um, funny. And also, you were like a weird, strange, consistent part of my quarantine, because Robbie was swimming every day all summer, and he has a specific music list that he played so he could keep know what time he had, and Spotlight was on it. And so like every day, it was like... Every day. So, um, so growing up in the valley. Yeah. So I knew the Heim girls um, when you were little. Not when I, because we didn't go to the same school. We just somehow crossed over in like junior high or high school, and um, more specifically Danielle, because we were the same age, and I think our birthdays are a day apart, um, and. She was just like the coolest person the in the coolest. world, so I was like really intimidated by her and her and her group of friends. Um, but they would play at my best friend's summer pool party every year. Is that a thing that happens? You get like you actually do get the bands like when well in Clueless when they have like oh no what is it ten things I hate about you but they this have, is like, them the in high school. This is before they were like the Heim sisters. This was just them playing in high school. And they couldn't get the. Have they done the gig in Cantor's Deli yet? Or I, d- not? I don't know, actually. <laughs> I don't know where Deli. Cantor's features no, in the because this timeline. Is, this will be like 2004, 5, 6. Like that's when they were playing. And so we that is how we knew each other. And then it became like just an LA Valley kid thing. You were really proud of being from the Valley when you're from the Valley. Really? Why? Why? Because it separates this, this, um, there's like a clear socioeconomic separation. So you feel like you have more like cultural, like relevance when you're a Valley kid. Cause you feel like you, 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 you are a part of a different group of people at school and things. And so you just like feel like tougher than like the kids on the other side of the hill. Jesse, what is... <laughs> Meaning the, the other side of the hill, like Beverly Hills. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, what is the name of those... Was it Sweet Valley High? Yeah. The books that you read? Yeah, and basically... Is that about stuff, the yeah. valley? Yeah, Jessica and Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't Sweet, know. Valley Sweet Valley High. High. Huh? I know. Did it not get... I don't know it. Hold on, I've is got... A girl walks into a crowded prison. <laughs> she sees there's a beauty sending a sheep. What? Do I not know? Sweet Valley High. Maybe it was just a valley somewhere or else in America. the Babysitter's Club. The Babysitter's Club, that's, yes. That's the valley, I think. Is that the valley that? as okay, well? Yes. That looks amazing. What? Is that risotto? No, it's... Or um, rice or something. It's a Lebanese rice oh. dish with lentils called Mujhadara. But that's really funny that that's you said okay. risotto because we had a whole thing where we thought because that we, we were going to have to do it in the living room because of the COVID. we might have to sit with it right. on our laps and we were going to do risotto maybe. So, so we that, went through lots of things that were like... So, okay, so, so what you're ha- what you're having is is a Lebanese lamb. Oh do you eat God. meat? You eat I eat everything. Oh God. Okay, so you do, well, I've done Lebanese lamb and I've done this mujhad dara. It's called. It's like lentils and and rice with onions, lots of onions, uh, which were frying, which you probably can smell in here. And then I've done spinach and yogurt. Mm. And then I've done also um, some broccoli with a anchovy emulsion. Yeah. <laughs> Have you put extra water in the rice? Yeah. Okay. Um, so and the lamb's in there now. It only takes forty minutes to cook. So what a, what cut is it? It's um, a leg, but butterfly. They take the the bone out. Oh, fine. So it only takes. Do you like it well done or rare? I like I like most meat medium rare. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so, I'll have the well done oh, bits. It's looking very good. So, growing <laughs> up in growing up in the valley, you have two very well known sisters, yeah. older sisters, the twins. Yeah. And then, do you have any other siblings as well? Yes, yeah, she's the got oldest. Lots. We have lots. The oldest is my brother, which I think is really that. I feel like that's uh, it's. He's in a harder birth order position, <laughs> being like the oldest guy. And having two younger sisters that are very successful. And then it's me. And then from my dad's second marriage, I have a younger brother and younger sister. So there's he has six. There's <laughs> which is a lot. A few siblings. So what's your yeah. brother do? My brother's a writer and he also he want well, he's a 
he's pursuing being a writer, but he, um, he's like, he's a teacher and a tutor. And so he's been really busy right now. Yeah. Right. He's so good with kids. Like I just, I want him to kind of. Has he got kids? No, but he is like, I'll have people at like film festivals. I would be like, Oh, I know your brother from like this summer film camp that he would be a counselor at. And he was and they're like all still in touch with him. He's just a, like a really nice, lovely guy. A mensch. Yeah. Um, so, but it was weird. It's weird growing up with, with that, <laughs> but it's also the only thing, you know, so it's, when That's you say that weird. being like your sister's being famous in, in Los Angeles and is did, a different kind of thing than right. anywhere else. What? Because it's the epicenter of kind of it's schmooze and or was it just weird for them being so famous when they were younger and then you wanting to do the same thing? And yeah, there is a, I mean, it was the paparazzi part was the strange oh, part yeah, right. because they follow you. And so as a child, that's very scary. And they were obsessed with your sisters. Yeah, and they're obsessed but with them turning 18, which is so weird. Because they were on Nickelodeon. Was it Nickelodeon? I don't know, actually, the station they were on. Well, maybe But it was it Full was, House. And they, yeah, it, they were always in the Daily Mail here. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this fixation yeah, I on I your... I know them as well. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and, I, and you they had to didn't, experience that as the sibling that wasn't acting yet. Yes. And I always, I was the one who was doing the dancing and the theater and the, all the things and made everyone come to my shows. And they didn't even really, they didn't like live audiences. They didn't really enjoy it that much as they got older. And I, it was like everything I wanted to be. And then I felt so silly for wanting to be an actor being in LA because I just felt like it's a very silly job to want to do because people move there to want to be an actor and I just thought that was a bit like I thought that was a bit strange and I was like and I'm good at school I'm good at school so maybe I'll be an accountant or something or my dad was like yeah you're gonna work on Wall Street and I'm like okay (laughs) like and I didn't I pretended like I wanted that when I was in junior high and then I did some high school theater and had a teacher that made me realize that that theater and storytelling the history of the theater specifically and like Russian theater and culture was something that I could academically connect to and like validate it. I had to validate it through like... So it had to be more academic. Yeah, yeah there had to be something else besides like what what I saw. And I guess your experience was seeing the fame side, which was probably really ugly for you to have yeah. to see, which your sisters didn't want the attention. Yeah. So then it kind of... I think you know what my sister's an actress. Actually, you played. She played played your your mother in Old Boy. (laughs) Are you kidding? No. How funny is that? But you probably never met. No, I think you wouldn't have done the same. Because she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's. Her name's Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jesse's sister. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. I remember watching that footage and thinking, Who wants more? Well, thank you for choosing such a beautiful mom. Wait, you guys, that's crazy. That's really (laughs) odd, isn't it? weird movie where I had to be very naked oh god <laughs> yeah and I, I at that age I really didn't have a problem with it look at those bubbles they're just so yeah. beautiful great, this bubbles. is delicious yeah, thank you <laughs> I've not been drinking because I've been on a diet so mum's well up <laughs> for it like I've been murderous A the diet no alcohol <laughs> it's funny how like she's um, alright after a glass fucking covid <laughs> has driven me bo- I'm not good I discovered Jesse. I'm an extrovert Oh, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Jesus. I thought I was an introvert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I put you on this podcast and made you a gay icon? I thought I was an introvert. <laughs> I can't cope on my own. That's so funny. I find it really hard not being with people. We were talking about being alone today because while I'm at work, oh, it drives you mad. Robbie's alone. And because of the oh, lockdown. You could come here with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We haven't actually spoken about food. So yes. growing up in the valley, who was doing the cooking and what were you eating or what weren't you eating? Were you were you a fussy kid? No, the only thing I was fussy about is I did not like cheese as a kid. Ooh. And then I dated a boy in high school for a long time. He was like my, my like high school adolescent boyfriend and his family. They're big, um, big foodies, big Friday night meals every night. Um, where they would like prepare, you know, a roux or a stock from the beginning of the week and the whole thing, like everything led to Friday night or Sunday night. I actually can't remember what night, Sunday night dinners. 
And he told me that I couldn't be a foodie unless I like cheese. So like I trained my mouth to like cheese. Um, but I still have a hard time with a lot of blue and goat cheese. But um, there's certain goat cheeses I'm fine with. But um, yeah, so I, so I didn't like cheese as a kid. But both my parents cooked. They divorced when we were really young, but always got along. So like it wasn't a thing for the holidays. It was always really easy. We would just always have like two Christmases, two Thanksgivings. And it was just, I, I loved it. Um, my mom is like very um, 70s. Like just what she grew up with is the person who will like make a boil a chicken in the microwave to make a salad. Or she'll... Um, would make just like just seventies dishes like casseroles and salmon balls were my favorite thing. She, salmon balls. Salmon balls. It's just like a cheese spread. It's just cream cheese and canned salmon and um, horseradish and parsley, onion, and then she would put some liquid smoke in it because it wasn't smoked salmon. And you just spread it on some buttery crackers. Oh, I like that. I'm, I'm, make, like I'm making it this weekend. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> Can you give us a recipe? I really I like, like the sound. sound of yeah, that. I mean, it's so 70s American is cocktail it? spread. Yes. And it is, it is so good because it's just cream cheese and salmon. And so that was like her thing where we would like always bring salmon balls wrapped in plastic wrap. Why were they in balls? I don't know. I think that's just like the way you do it. You know, you get oh, one you of those. It, you mix it all up and, and put it in a ball, and okay. then you and you you put it in the fridge in the plastic wrap and shape it. And then when you display it, you put you get one of those you know perfect platters with like the circle in the middle, and you put it in the circle, and you have all your crackers. Oh, this is right up your street, Mom. Yeah, I it's, love it things was, like It's very that. traditional, and it's it's oh, great. it's much better than cheese on sticks with. Pineapple. Pineapple. <laughs> oh. Did you ever do that? Didn't you ever do that? No. That's an English That was an thing. English I can't thing, mix fruit with like anything. No. Fruit to me shouldn't be in a salad. I can have it on a cheese board. Just about. And that's about it. Because so it's what's your almost... favorite cheese now? Oh. You're I not. Don't know. You're not a big fan. Do you still. Like, no, I love. Do you like I, smelly French cheeses? I do. I, th- I make a homemade ricotta that I love. Yeah. It's the you make ricotta. It's really easy. Oh my god, Lizzie, stop this! No, just, see, I can make. Yeah, that you just, it's not <laughs> This isn't about you, Mum. No ricotta. You just boil it, and then you just boil what? You boil. It's whatever like fat dairy combo you want. There's this recipe. Um, do you know Baco Mercat? The or Baco? It's um, a restaurant in LA. That's a great cookbook. Baco. No. My dad to... also is a great cook. Oh yeah. Though. What's, what's yeah. your dad's specialty? He's like the griller. So we ate a lot of barbecue. Yeah, we ate a lot of steaks. He's very well known in his friend group for his ribs. He does these dry ribs that are just you just eat them with a fork. It's just so because they like that melt. That Mm -hmm. he uses just like a lime white vinegar marinade that he just bases it with, and he just slow cooks them, and it takes all day, and they're so delicious. And he's really healthy, but not because. He's like a major vice person and is just like doesn't like sugar and like doesn't like things that are bad for you just naturally. Um, like he would green juice every day, but it, the juice was really like brown because it was just like everything but the kitchen sink was in it. And it was like frothy, old school juicer. And I would I would take it in a solo cup. Do you know what that is? Is that, no, a, what's that? Those like red beer cups. Oh, yeah. And I would take that to school and I would like drink my juice to school. And if you didn't have time to make that, he would just shovel raw spinach in his mouth in the morning. He's a very strange, healthy man, but like loves to drink <laughs> and loves his steaks. But he brags about how every time he, his doctor checks out his stomach, he always asks him if he's a vegetarian. Because he's, he's got so he's much. Very proud. Because he's like so many vegetables in his, his bowel movements. His bowel excellent. movements are just excellent, apparently. I wanted to know you know, you live in LA, you're thinking about making the move here. We would, lo- <laughs> we would love you to come over. What do you like about, well, I feel like maybe you haven't been able to experience it, but you, you were here when you lived in Primrose Hill, but do you feel like you like the restaurants in London? I mean, is there something about, like, is there a particular restaurant that you will... On there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Is there a particular restaurant Thank that you'll you. go to? That looks so that delicious. That you really oh love? God. Oh, yeah, it um, does look great, Mum. I think, like, I just know 
because Primo's didn't really have great restaurants. There was like one Italian spot that I thought was, was lovely, and then Limonia, yeah. which was fine. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, but I can't actually remember some of the places that I really liked. Um, there's this one place that was down a. I always just found really small places that had like chalkboard menus, whether it was like in Covent Garden area, usually. There's this one, I think it was called like something duck. Oh, duck soup. Duck soup, is that it? And it's really small. In Soho, yeah. That yeah. must be duck soup, yeah. I loved that place so it's much. Really fantastic. And then I love all the Ottolenghi, everything, Nopi. I love all that stuff. You should go to Rovi. If you're here when the restaurants open up, it's his new one. Rovi. And it does the celeriac shawarma mm-hmm. that is just like insane. And also this lobster crumpet that he does. Mm. And it's just so incredible, all oh, the flavors he puts together. He's so brilliant. What is it like being part of the Disney world? Because, I mean, you're, you've got this show that's coming out. Yes, WandaVision. That was such a crazy thing to shoot. That was the craziest job I've ever had. Why? It was so hard. Why? It was making... We made a Marvel six-hour movie in the same amount of time we make a two-hour Marvel movie and the same amount of money. It was very difficult. Wow. Um, so it was really hard. Like, just if you, th- no matter, like, what you do, I think if you can kind of just, like, grasp whatever that means for, like, budgeting and time and speed. I don't, because I'm not, I'm not the craziest coriander yeah, person. Some people just hate it. So it was crazy, and it comes out, and what's it about? Are you allowed to speak Okay, yeah, it? so WandaVision... When you say one, like number one, or Wanda. Okay, so my character's name is Wanda. I started in the franchise six years ago in an Avengers, in the second Avengers called Age of Ultron. Yeah, and my character in the comic books, she has. I mean, they all they're so old these comics. So sometimes she has a relationship with one character, but for the most part, she has a relationship with this character called the Vision, and they have. they have a few different comic book series just about their relationships and their family and the children they have. And it created like great havoc in the Marvel universe. And so I think fans have been hoping or, or wanting us to get to a point where we explored that part of the relationship. And I think what happened was is Disney plus was launching their streaming service. Which I have dug deep into because I have two children. Right. And it's great. And, um, they wanted to figure out how to get Marvel movie fans connected to the actual app. And so Kevin Feige, who is like our great leader of Marvel. Thank you. And he's the loveliest man, like truly, truly deeply, like the loveliest person to work for. Like to call him a boss is such a gift. He gives us so much like creative input and um, always wants to hear our ideas, wants to hear our opinions, even if it's just, even if it's about like throwing out an idea for the character when it comes to the scripts, when it comes to, I mean, he's incredible. Because I would have thought that you'd be quite beholden to these texts and these books because the fans are so mad about these comics. Yeah, but we're not. That's amazing. And I feel like I've heard stories from people, I don't want to like name franchises, but from other franchises that have had a really hard time getting their voice heard. And we just don't have that. And the other thing we don't have, which also other franchises I've heard about are different, there's no pressure about, like, body. Like, no one's ever told me to see a trainer. No one's ever told me the way they want me to physically look. And I've had friends that were like, Wade. You're joking. Yeah, and it was one of her first jobs. And so she... She was just kind of like, was like, well, I guess it's just a thing that people do. And I was like, that is not That's horrendous. a thing. Yeah. That is delicious. Is it's really lovely, Mum. There's, there's quite a like special community and family we have. And so WandaVision, I got to work with Paul Bettany, mm. um, who plays my lover, my husband, and my... Good kisser? You know, it's very PG, so I couldn't even answer that question. <laughs> do you want me to do a little box for your husband take away y- yes okay. <laughs> yes so, I mean, obviously once we're all finished <laughs> so WandaVision 
yeah is about our relationship it's about it's, it's also kind of like an origin story for my character in some ways and i would say like launches her into a new place that she hasn't been or had the opportunity yet it was a lot of fun and we tell our story with this like medium of American classic sitcom through the ages. So it was also like kind of meta for me <laughs> once we got to the eighties and nineties. Yeah, um, right. but, um, so I, I got, we got to do a Dick Van Dyke one. We got to do a bewitched one. We got to do a Brady Bunch one and then family ties and then, um, uh, Malcolm in the middle and then modern family. And so we got, and it truly helps tell our story as almost like this facade that you need to break through. And, there, and it's a conversation with like what it, what the Marvel movies are. And it's been, it was really fun and really hard for everyone because of the costumes, because of the production design. You can't like film, because we have like our, our house's street with like yeah. flowers and a picket fence for every single decade, it's different. So these guys, the whole art production, they had it overnight put in different flowers, put in oh different types of fences, wow. different types of mailboxes. And the whole thing was so detailed and beautiful. And we finished filming during COVID. We finished filming like two months ago, I think. And we filmed for two months and it was all outside in LA and it was when all the fires were happening. So oh, we had Jesus. to get shut down because people couldn't breathe. Oh my God. It was just one thing after another. But I mean, you work. A, a lot with them. I do. It takes up a lot of my time. I was doing a TV show that I produced and was in that went on Facebook, so like no one saw it, and they oh, didn't. How annoying! Yeah, they didn't really figure figure out what their. Can it be sold to like Netflix or something? I think after a certain amount of years, it can be. And what's because it called? It's called Sorry if You're Lost. It's about a young widow, and it's like a dramedy. And you wrote it? No, you. I just produced it. And. And, and you starred in it. Yeah. And it was, and so I was doing that for a couple years. So I kind of am like missing my indie movies because the last one I did was like four years ago or came out three years ago. And like, I'm missing that experience, which I'll do at the end of this. Because Mar, I'm going to say the wrong names now. Martha, Marcy. Was May it? Marlene. Yeah. Mm. That was a huge, huge film for you, right? Mm-hmm. And that was more indie. That was my first movie that came out. But, and then the Avengers kind of, you... How okay. far can Wanda go with the like? How like how much more can they unpick your? Well, technically, I um I don't make like six picture movie deals, so I just make like a couple at a time. <laughs> so it just it depends on like what the stories are, right? Which has been nice for me yeah. for many reasons, <laughs> but it's been it's been nice because it's not just like. You're not just like used part of a machine. They really care about trying to lure you in with good storytelling. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to ask you, you, as you know the podcast, you're going to be asked mm-hmm. what your last supper would be. I don't know. I've been brainstorming for a long time. Really? Is it well, because even every week, even when I watch, I'm like, that would be my, th-, you know, <laughs> or not watch. Listen, while I'm driving, so where I've landed on this today, fine. today. So starters hard for me 
because I love, um, really, I also really love healthy food and there's a kale Caesar salad from El Buco that I'm obsessed with and I just think their croutons are kale so good. Kale Caesar salad. Yeah. Do they massage the kale first? They do. Yeah. <laughs> they massage it well. We don't well. massage kale in England. You have we do to. now. No one's ever heard of it it's really. It's better to massage it. Of course it is. Benny taught me. Oh my gosh, you'll be having indigestion all day if you don't well, massage it. Well, it's so it. horrible unless you massage well, it. Well, it's hard for your body yeah. to even is like it? process it. Yeah, you end up getting all burpy. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> You're helping your enzymes by massaging it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so so the kale Caesar from El Buco I think about a lot, but I also am like a big caviar fan, which yes. feels a little, um, I don't know, silly to say, but I love caviar you so can much. Have both. How did you get into it? Like who introduced My you? My sister. Yeah, yeah so for Christmas morning, when we were at my mom's at a certain point, she st- we would always did bagels and cream cheese. That was like all, and, and eggs. And then and she that was, fucked everything up and with then the she, caviar. And then she yeah. brought in the caviar and smoked salmon to the table. And then I discovered it and loved it. And she was, um, but I also got screwed up because like she's getting me very, spe- like I taste very specific caviar. And it's very good caviar, <laughs> which means it's which means that like, like then I need so yeah, which is which is you know a lot and hard to find. Um, no. no, no. If you pay, darling, you can get great caviar. Okay. Yeah, there's good caviar out there, darling. Would you like a little more meat? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I think I'm going to settle right. so I can talk. Right. There is dessert as well. So moving on to um, mains. Yes, mains. So when I think of well, can I do first, second, and third? Oh, like a premium. Yeah, like a premium. Yeah, like, I need a premium. She's like, what's his name? Anthony. The gorgeous Queer one. Right. Yeah. He did the same. Did Queer he do right. the same? Yeah. So I think day. I would he need... He did a whole day of food. I've thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> because I've, I've thought about, like, the things that I love to make on, like, our Saturday morning that I would love to have. Okay, you can have everything. You're yeah. going to be on a <laughs> what, desert what is island the for six months. What on Saturday morning? We have this um, specific toast... That is called Dave's Bread, and it's in every supermarket in the States, basically. And it's just delicious sliced bread. We don't get that. Um, and avocado. There's, like, a whole layering thing. It's, like, avocado, lemon, chives, salt, pepper, and then smoked salmon, chives, pepper, and then a fried egg. Or Ooh, really, like really, or really, 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 really slow-cooked scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. That's like on a special, that's more special, like 30 minutes of me doing this. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, and that is like our favorite weekend meal. But um, my preemie course would be not from El Buco, but from El Buco Elementari. They have um, a restaurant that's um, just like a parallel block away. And they have a Bucatini Couchway Pepe that's... I, oh, I have looked... We should have a bell for the fucking Couchway Pepe. Oh, really? I love Envoy Can you too. do it? They, Can you make it? I've I made it one I made it one Christmas for my family actually. And and it was really good. Did it work? Yeah, I think the issue was is I need to get like an electric um, pepper grinder because this hurt the uh, amount of pepper that uh, I had to twist. And you've got the emulsified olive oil with the no, cheese. butter. No, it? it's olive oil. It was I used olive oil and butter. Uh, olive oil, butter, and parmesan. And parmesan. Mm. I don't know if I emulsified it properly. So Sam in Nosrat. Yeah, she said about the emulsifying. Yeah. How you emulsify. Okay, so... Because you've got to put water with the olive oil. I didn't you? know that. Oh. I didn't do anything like that. Okay. And it works, but it <laughs> But worked. it was delicious. The flavors were there. I'm so going to have a go, you know. I wonder whether there's any good cacio pepe in London. I've looked for cacio pepe in Italy and I didn't find one that I liked as much. Oh. It's yours. No. No. Il Buco Alimentari's. Okay. And their bugatini is perfect. It's like it has a perfect bite. What shape is bugatini? It's the spaghetti noodle with a hole in the middle. Oh, I, I like that. that. Yeah. So you get quite that comical. You get more kind stuff of in the middle, don't you? But there's it's also good. a crunch to it because yeah, yeah, it has yeah. that hole. And if it's al dente, there's like yeah. something perfect about that noodle. Yeah. Um, and then my main. What would my main be? Oh, um, Petit Trois. Do you know Petit Trois in LA? It's one of I Ludo's know. restaurants. Where is it? Um, they have one in Hollywood, right, like, catty corner from Moza. It's, oh, I That's the original. Yeah, yeah. The original is, like, this really narrow bar, and there's just, like, the chef's kitchen that is exposed, and you sit at the bar, or you sit, like, facing no, these mirrors on the other side. There. 
Well, definitely not COVID friendly, but then they made a rest, that bigger restaurant, um, on like my block that I live on. Right. And it's like a bigger, more bistro-y vibe. And they make a Sol Munier that is, mm. I think the best Sol Munier ever. And so I would have that with their, um, pilaf, rice pilaf. I've made an orange curd tart. I've never made a tart I don't tart even know what that life. is. Neither do I. <laughs> but do you want a great chocolate? I don't think it'd be right. Okay. I thought it's dark chocolate like, with know, orange curd, curd could work. Curd. I have. So I feel like I missed out on like certain puddings here. Yeah. Um, I've never seen this pudding ever anywhere. Because so I feel like... So, like a revelation? Or? Like... I feel like sometimes I learn about things on on your show that I that I'm like I guess I just don't know what that is. Like is it I don't, because they're British? Because pudding just, is not the same in the I states. I feel like it. This like, isn't a pudding; it's a dessert. So I feel like I I also feel like I didn't grow up with a lot of dessert besides like ice cream. Look, mom but, is, but, I, but then I go to a British cafe and people are having cakes for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, they cakes eat. for breakfast. There's just cakes oh, yeah. everywhere. That's very French, isn't it? I don't know. I just like a croissant. Did you croissant? Ever, yeah, did you ever have like pastries when you were younger? I do a croissant crawl with a couple of friends where we try and find the best croissants in Los Angeles. Oh, really? We started it last year and we wanted to make it a, it was our first annual, it was last year. And so now everywhere I go, I'm looking for the best croissant and I found the best croissant in Richmond and it just, it took, it took quite a few croissants to can, find it. Can you say the place? Yeah, it's in the, the, caf, the coffee shop that I really like called Cappuccino. I think it's called Cappuccino. It's K-A-P-U-C-I-N. They're going to be chuffed. And um, he, they... He explained it to me. They're, they bake a lot of their cakes there, but they're um, like banana bread and stuff like that. But their bread loaves and their croissants and certain other French pastries are from a restaurant that used to be a Michelin-starred restaurant nearby that shut down a year ago. And so the bakers from that restaurant have created their own kind of boulangerie. Oh, amazing. A distribution to cafes, and so he gets it from them. I right, need so you. Sorry, go on. Can I just sort out this orange curd thing? I'm not putting chocolate. <laughs> okay, fine. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> it didn't say it. Didn't indicate chocolate. Jesse likes chocolate orange. That's a. There's a kind of. That is ha- so like Cherry's chocolate orange. So I don't know what that okay, is. You need, oh, put it, you need to put God, it in Robbie's stocking. stocking is Christmas. it dried chocolate? No, no dried it's orange. It's a chocolate orange. It's a so chocolate. You get segments of dark chocolate. Or is it milk chocolate? No, milk. It's milk. But it's flavoured with orange. You can get Delicious. a dark one and it looks and you like, knock it, it like, that. like it. And you knock it and, and all the segments. Yeah, it's so funny. Today we were making a box of chocolates for my driver, Wasim. And were you fucking making chocolates today as well as the mob side? No, 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 no. Um, make, like, picking them out. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, like from a plate? Yes. Well, you're so nice. And um, they had the dried orange wedges covered in chocolate and the orange peels covered in chocolate and you thought who would eat that no Robbie's obsessed with that Robbie loves okay. orange and chocolate so for Robbie's Christmas present this will be a quintessential stocking filler okay everyone in the whole of the UK gets a Terry's chocolate orange Terry's chocolate orange yeah. oh, it's, delicious. You a big it's like an orange frittata yeah this is oh, I don't know what it's like <laughs> did you make up like a great big cloud and then it kind of sunk <laughs> but that's okay mum did you make the pastry yeah Oh, nice. That takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's tasty. It's got a little bit of a soggy bottom. But... Jessie, I made it this morning. It's got... It, it, it's, I, really I haven't tried anything like this ever. And no. it's got taste. And it I like it. It is like an orange frittata. Yeah. And I love frittatas. It is like an orange frittata. It's, it's like strange. a sweet... It's very damp at the bottom. <laughs> but a soggy bottom... <laughs> I actually don't mind a soggy bottom as much as um, Paul Hollywood does. I think the the taste is. Do you watch The Great British Bake Off? Mm -mm. I feel like you love it. Oh, you'd love it. So many people have told me that. But I I stopped watching cooking shows such a long time ago and I just haven't gone back to them. Except for the children's um, junior chef masters, yeah. Why the children's one? I'm just like impressed with kids that can do things at a young age. Me like too. I just these kids who like know how to make like a perfect macaron or macaron. I know. Like I'm just like I, I, no one knows how to do that. How do you know how to do that? I know. Yes, please. <laughs> Mum is pouring Lizzie a glass of wine. Um, <laughs> I like this. We didn't get your main pudding or main. No, no, we did main. We, we did, did main. Sol Munier. Sol Munier. 
And with the dessert, what's your dessert? Are you a sweet kind of person? Not the biggest sweet person. I love Neither dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate, mm. but I also t- I just love a galette. I love like I love like a rustic galette with stone fruit. I just love it. Pancake, mm. darling. Yeah, no, I, think. I fucking know. Okay, okay darling. Thank you very much. I Mom. didn't know your French wasn't really up to snuff. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the same thing as a pie, but galettes somehow just feel like crunchier and uh, more rustic. And where is the place that you get a good galette from? Um, I Petite Trois does good galettes, and then I like making them. Jessie, this really, woman is a proper foodie. Really, it's really buttery, the crust. No, do, but do you do buckwheat with it? I don't, but I love buckwheat like, yeah, flour. It's a really good um, flour for a galette. But the other thing I love is just ice cream. Me too. I just love ice cream. Have you found any good ice cream here? Jude. Yes, Daniele's, or that's in Richmond. Daniele's is great. Yeah, great. It's gelato. But Jude's, have you tried Jude's? Mm-mm. Oh, that's just a regular. Jude's is good. It's yeah. fantastic. You can buy it in a shop. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it's very good, Jude's. It's bloody good. Do you, do you sing karaoke? I don't really like karaoke. No, neither does Jesse. Yeah. But if you had to, which song would you sing? When I have done karaoke, yeah. I will go for like a character because I then. really don't like the the feeling of um, earnestly or even jokingly earnestly singing. Um, okay. But I will do um, like Celine Dion, yeah. which I think sounds in my voice very similar to Cher and Eddie Vedder when I'm doing the <laughs> voice. And it's very like, um, you know, because they... They're all like that. Like they're all like they're doing a lot. And so it's just kind of like funny to me. But I um, I don't really like karaoke. I think I had a weird experience doing it as a kid. I think. Yeah, I love it. We're having it at your bat mitzvah. No, we fucking Yeah, we You are. love karaoke? I love it. So do you I would you go do on it? my own. No. You just like I've other never people seen you do it? it? Because I would. If my friends were there and I'd sang, I, I think I'm an inner group person. I'm destined as so you. Child. So this is back to you being an extrovert. Def, definitely. <laughs> that you only just discovered. She, she ain't Michelle, though. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, you you'd be Beyonce. Know. I'll be Beyonce. Um, <laughs> and uh, do you think you've got good table manners? Jesse, don't even ask that. She's got good table I don't, manners. I don't know if I do because yeah, I don't do. know you a do. lot of manners. And when I set a table, I put like a napkin and all the things on top of a plate. Like I just, oh dear. yeah, I do. I do like, I think that's an American thing. It's though. like farm thing. It's, it's, it's and farm to table. It's, it's, it's just like, I, it's like, I just can't remember. So I just do that. <laughs> you know what we can't get over hmm. and you probably, you're an Anglophile now, but we can't get over that moving the plates before everyone's finished. I think that's rude. To, well, I think it rushes rude, someone. But then the, the the having hot food, you should start eating straight away. And Kiefer Sutherland told us that. I quite like that. As an impatient, greedy person, yeah. I quite appreciate my, that. My yeah. issue with hot food is I just eat it so fast. Yeah. I just, I just burn don't. The top I yeah. eat. I mean, my, the tip of my tongue's burnt from this morning, just from my porridge. What did you I have just, on your porridge? Um, I go to Gail's for the takeaway porridge. <laughs> is it, is it good? It's good. It's made with oat milk. And it, it they put blueberries and they're like toasted maple seed topping. Oh, nice. That's very, it's very nice. I really love this idea of you just wandering around Richmond, going and getting your chocolates, going mm-hmm. and getting your porridge. Gales. Going and getting, making friends with the... Co- I kind of just love it. I already feel like you're writing that you film. Know, you know but Rolling you know Stones, Mick Jagger has oh, Have you seen oh. Jerry Hall? I haven't seen any of them, but Robbie could give you the the, the tour yeah, yeah. of the Wick House and the Arlington or whatever yeah. they're all called. Like so funny. He knows the whole history and the story. Elizabeth Olsen, I hope this has lived up to your expectations of the podcast. And we beyond. haven't had a good fright, darling. No, we'll do that later, don't all we? All right. Um, <laughs> it has been fantastic to have you yeah, over this has really been so fun for me i just i really would like to push things forward and really meet robbie <laughs> and potentially spend boxing day together yeah that's Be what i'd quite friend, like to do Jessie. yeah and if mum doesn't beat me to it but like you know we will show you a good time when that is allowed in london but it's been honestly such a joy to have you same good I'm luck i'm so happy with wandavision thank you and good luck with the top secret film 
that we're not supposed to talk <laughs> Show about. Show me but Robbie a little box. He yes. would love that. And yeah, please enjoy your time in London. Thanks. In Blighty. Thanks. I'm, this did live up to it. I actually thought that some of your guys' things were going to be were like staged for the podcast. I didn't realize how honest they were. Oh no, yeah, no. We, we really <laughs> hate each other's guts. No, I'm joking. <laughs> What a gorgeous girl. I knew she would be. She was fabulous. She wanted this, Mum. I know, darling. I hope my food was up to snuff. I thought it was delicious. She knew about everything about food. Like, everything. Yeah. And she's just very lovely. And I thank her for encouraging Disney to let us do this. It was so lovely to have such a lovely conversation with a total stranger who's bright as a button oh my goodness and just wonderful wanted to talk about food as much as us and everything i'm a huge fan me too that's me sorted for the weekend the avengers i don't think we argued enough for her darling oh i think you think i, I kept it that i think she she got the flavor she got the flavor flavor i yeah. loved it when she said oh i thought it was scripted i love this idea that we script <laughs> Um, thank you, Elizabeth Olsen, for just brightening up our grey night. night and just really bringing Hollywood to Clapham. Yep. But no, that makes her sound like she's too Hollywood. She's not Hollywood. She's no, like, she's just a gorgeous woman. She's just fantastic. Yeah. And thank you, Ginger Pig, for delicious lamb again that you've given us. Yeah, it was really yum. Um, We'll be back next week and we hope you enjoyed the first episode of season, what season are we on now? It's season 11. Yeah. Can I just say to everyone, let's forget about 2020. Happy New Year to everyone. Happy 2021. Was that the Queen's speech right there? No. I, I mean, 2020 is gone. 2020 is gone. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to take it into account. We've got lots to look forward in 2021. Such as this season of Table Manners, mm. starting with Elizabeth Olsen. Fabulous. Thank you for listening. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.